Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions this afternoon. Give me a call at 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000 is the number. You can text me as well. And we sure do appreciate all of your patience here on the Grace FM radio network. We have had a lot of tower uh, work being done by neighboring stations. Like you might be listening and and you're listening to the station and you're like, man, this doesn't sound right. Uh, It doesn't it doesn't seem like it's strong or it might be more staticky than normal in some places. Uh, and that's because we have had have had on more than one occasion in the last few weeks and month another station having to install new equipment. And one day when we install new equipment, we'll have to ask the other stations to power down as well. Uh, and so we what they call power down. We went down to 25% power uh, so that the people doing the work could be in a safe place, safer place up there, you know. So. Uh, thank you guys for your patience. I know here, as the show is beginning today, the station's back up to full power. Uh, and so it wasn't your radio, it wasn't you, uh, and it wasn't any problems on our end. It is just the way radio stations cooperate with one another because we all share you know, similar uh, towers and tower locations and the, the radiation or whatever that comes off radio stations you, you just, it's courtesy, so we appreciate your patience. Shout out to everyone on Hope FM, also on Truth FM, everyone listening online. Also, something today, we are using a technology uh, to host the show because our studio is, uh, our studio mics and everything need repair. So that is something we've been working on. But we do have this other option that I'm using right now. And, and it, it affords me the ability to host the show still live right into the studio. And I'm sitting here in my office uh, here at the church. Instead of the radio station studio, I'm here in my office hosting. So it's kind of cool with technology. It's, it's pretty amazing where you plug in a microphone to your phone and then this software thing plugs right into our rack uh, here and on and on. However it works, it's working. So we get to be on the air today. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church. And it is uh, Wednesday afternoon, so we want to invite you. If if this is not an encore presentation, like we want to invite you to Bible study tonight. We're finishing up 1 Peter. Uh, We're going to be finishing chapter 5. And the, the Bible study is all about humbling yourself, casting your cares upon him because he cares for you, uh, trusting him no matter what's happening in your life. Uh, relying upon him, abiding in Christ. Uh, We're going to be talking about that and more tonight in our midweek Bible study. Everything starts here at 7 o'clock. 
We are on Hampton, just east of Tower, uh, on, on Hampton, right next to the Safeway. If you know where the Safeway is, across the street from the movie tavern, that's where we are. And we'll be here at 7 o'clock. We'd love to have you here. 303 <clears throat> 303-690-3000. Let's go right to the phone lines. Alex is in Denver. Welcome to the program, Alex. Thank you. Hello. You're welcome. Um, I have a prayer request for you. Okay. Um, and anybody that's listening that wants to pray as well, pray as well. Um, 13 weeks pregnant today. We had a, sorry if I get emotional, um, it's, it's okay. pregnancy hormones and also just what's happening, but we had a 12-week scan, and uh, there's some big big concerns from doctors, so we are okay. praying for ultimate healing, but we are also just praying to trust God and, and, and to let Him lead and just to have faith in what His plan is for us and for this baby. Yeah, I want to agree with you in prayer. I was um, I was watching America's Got Talent the other day, and there was a believer, a sister on there that was singing, and she was sharing with the audience there that uh, she has uh, has ha- has been in the ma- in a massive battle with cancer, and she was she was so so encouraging, she was so strong, and as they interviewed her afterwards, they asked her. Uh, you know, so or, or or in the interview after, I don't know if they asked her, but she said, you know, I have a two percent chance of survival. That's what the doctor said, and she said, but two percent is not zero percent. And she was holding on to that. And even though we don't know what's happening in your body, we know that 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 God is worthy to be held on to. We know that tests can be misinterpreted, tests can be uh, misunderstood. Uh, we know that God is the author of that precious life in your womb. We know that there is life in your womb, and we want to pray that we get to meet this baby out of your womb uh, in a full uh, delivery. So, Father, I pray for Alex and the fears and anxiety she's feeling right now. I pray for that precious baby who is alive in her womb. I pray, God, that even as we're coming up on 13 weeks of pregnancy, God, that you would strengthen that child. And I know what they saw in the test, and I know what 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 they said is the all the interpretation and we heard it and we we heard what they said but we we have we have a faith in God who can supersede even what the doctors say we have a faith in a God who knows more than what the doctors know and so we hold on to hope God as much as you're holding on to us and I pray for Alex I pray God for all that she's feeling all that she's facing I pray that you would keep her strong so that her womb and her body would be a, uh, you know, an, an incubator, if you will, to keep the, a special, uh, precious baby protected, and in a place where baby can grow, uh, mature and develop to the point of delivery. And so I pray, God, you know, Your Word says You're the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation, and that's our prayer. We we receive Your comfort, and we do not give up hope. We do not. Give up hope, Lord. Give us the strength. Give Alex the strength to hold on to hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Alex, uh, Did I didn't... Um, can you... Is it okay to mention and pray for the fathers as well? Of course, yes. His name is Matthew. Okay, Father, we also pray for Matthew uh, and what he 
is facing and how he is responding. I pray, God, that you would also anoint him with a special anointing of faith um, in, the, in, in how he's responding to this, and we, he is not forgotten. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you again. You're welcome. Let us know how it goes. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. 303-690-3000 is the number. You know, just so many. Uh, we were talking about that today, um, uh, our staff meeting. You know, I was uh, just noticing that that after COVID coming back to church, uh, there's a lot There's a lot of ministry, a lot of work. There's been a lot of memorials, so there's been a lot of sadness. I've been a lot of difficulty and I was, uh, we have a, a pastor here from Texas visiting, uh, and we were just talking with him and, you know, listening to what God's doing through his, his life. We, I took him out for some coffee yesterday, and I was talking to the owner of the coffee shop, and the, the, he was sharing with me how there's a general tiredness among his team at the coffee shop. And, and I'm like, you know, I'm sensing there's some general tiredness around the church as well. Tiredness in the lives of families, tiredness in, the, in us as a team and our pastors, our admin staff, uh, the teachers, <clears throat> uh, they, uh, the teachers of our Christian Academy, they generally are very tired because they work so hard, um, not only with kids all day, but homework and everything at night and lesson planning. I mean, tired, tired, tired. That's just, that's the word. And and so in, as we were praying today and talking today, uh, I just asked the question that we could talk about, you know, what 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 is what are some of the sources of tiredness? And and maybe you want to call and add to that. Um, are you tired? Why are you tired? Um, what has COVID done to you? Is it, it Was it COVID? Was it restrictions? Was it the whole political things? What What is it? But I'll give you a list of a few things so that you just know that you're not alone. And this is our team today. Uh, these are men and women that serve here uh, at Calvary Church. Uh, there was a tiredness from a general discouragement from seeing people fall away. Um, they, it's just watching them turn their back on the Lord or just fall away. Um, there was a tiredness um, because there wasn't a protection of the downtime uh, so that your mind and your body and your spirit could get a rest. Uh, there was also a source of tiredness, this cultural pressure uh, to keep up on all the information. And isn't that the truth with with all of the notifications and social media, all of those things? And I shared at this point, you know, I have a few more I want to share with you. Do you have anything? Are you tired? Why are you tired? Can we pray for you? Um, are we, what, what do you do when you're tired? How do you respond to following Christ when you're tired. Um, and, and so today when we were talking about cultural pressure and everything, I was, I was reminding our team that I've, I'm off of social media for at least the month of June. I took a little vacation uh, for a week at the end of May, and we, uh, I, I was off. I unplugged for the vacation, so you, the only emergencies you can get a hold of me. But part of unplugging was turning all my notifications off and no longer engaging, looking at, or reading 
or even looking at, not even, I, I thought about it a little bit, but I didn't go there for social media. I've been off, what is it? So 16 days now, I'm at least going to be off for the, for the whole month. And, and we talked about that because like, I, that means that, that means I made a conscious decision for my spiritual health, not to have a lot of information. I don't know what's going on Twitter. I don't know what's going on on Instagram. I've been off Facebook for years and years and years. So, you know, at least four, four years probably. So I'm not, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on on Facebook, but, um, like that, that is that I, and I, rem, I, you know, it gives, now that I'm fasting Facebook, I'm fasting social media, it reminded me how tiring it could be. And maybe that's you. Here's another one. Um, there, um, there is a general tiredness. This wasn't for anyone on our staff, but they were ministering to you know, people that, that refuse to believe in God. That brings a tiredness. Um, there's a, a tiredness of living in unbelief in the world today. There, it, this is a heavy season in our church with a lot of memorial services. That was leading to tiredness. Um, you know, just personal difficulties too. Like we're still, all everyone on our team are still human beings and they all have lives to live, and there's some ups and downs situations among all of us. Um, some are in, in a great place right now. Some are in a challenging place, and many are in the in the middle. And, you know, just everyday stuff. Um, and then there's some heavy family issues that bring a tiredness. What about you? Is there anything in you that, anything that is bringing a tiredness uh, in in your life? Um, perhaps you want to talk about it, Nick, and... Um, see what the Lord has to say. 303-690-3000. Uh, we're going to head over to Baltimore, Maryland now. Trina is on the line. Trina, welcome to the program. Yes, hi, Pastor Ed. I had talked to you before COVID started a couple of times, and I want to thank you for your messages on the radio. I either listen oh, to you welcome. at night or in the morning. <laughs> oh, but welcome. I do appreciate um, your messages. And I just, um, I suppose it's a question prayer request kind of thing. Um I used to be such a brave woman, and now um, I try not to watch so much news, but I I feel that I have to to know what's going on. And I am so overwhelmed by the evil in the world, and I can't think to myself how much longer. I mean, we cannot go on like this. What is, I mean, we just, I don't see even another year the way things are going. And 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 we don't know when Jesus is coming, and I have a daughter that needs to be prayed for. Um, for salvation, and and I think to myself, okay, Lord, save my daughter, and then please come, hurry up. <laughs> yes. I, I, and I used to be such a brave woman. I'd go out and just do all this, and but now I just go to the store and I go to church, and mm. and I and it have to go anywhere else. Somebody takes me because yeah. I don't want to confront the evil, and I pray and I pray and I, uh, you know, it's just uh, it's overwhelming and. Um, you know, and I cry for people. I cry for the people out there that don't know Jesus. So, yes. so you know, I, what should I do? Should I just not watch news? But then I need to know what's going on, and I, I just don't know. You know. Well, it's so like anything. Fear. You know, I <laughs> I know that in this last year, uh, actually last year and a half, I've been I've made some personal decisions myself uh, to carefully choose. Uh, what news I listen to, how much I listen to it, uh, where, what sources there are, because there's, you know, the Jesus said, in this world you will suffer persecution, you will have tribulation. 
Uh, you will go through things because you're in the world, and then things get more challenging because you're going. You're in this world as a believer, and and so I know that we can't get away from it. Um, you know, G, remember when Jesus was praying for his disciples, he said, "You know, I don't pray." This is an amazing prayer too. Um, let me let me see if I can find it in John uh, 17. This is an amazing thing that Jesus says in John 17:15. He says. Oh, it didn't pop up here. Hold on a second. John 17, 15 says, this is the the beautiful prayer of Jesus, and he says, I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil world, evil one. They are not of the world, just as I'm not of the world. And then he says, sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. And and I'm just reminded that the world is filled with evil and it's filled with difficulty, but God has called me to be a part. He's called you to be a part of this world. And, you know, I'm working on a project right now with my assistant uh, on a new mini book called Facing Your Fears. And it's a, it's a simple uh, few pages talking about the faithfulness of God when he made a way for the children of Israel, remember, at the Red Sea. And they had they had the Red Sea in front of them, and they had hills on either side of them, and then behind them, they had the Egyptian army uh, chasing after them to destroy them. And when they they all came to the conclusion, oh no, why did why wh- why'd you bring us out here, Moses? Why'd you bring us out here to die? We could have stayed in. I mean, they just freaked out. Like sometimes I'm sure you feel, you just kind of can't take it anymore, and you're afraid and overwhelmed. But Moses told him to do, two, to do three things, and I'm going to encourage you as well to p- apply these three things by faith. He said, first of all, be quiet. And what he meant by that it was just stop all the talking. And you know, and and maybe you can relate to this, uh, Trina, that the more you talk about fears, the more you talk about the difficulties, it just gets worse. Like and and even maybe making this phone call was a big step of faith for you because now you got to face your fears again. And Moses just said, "Stop and be quiet." And then he said, "Stand still." And he, he and that 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 to me speaks of you know God saying, "Rest, don't run out, don't." And I'm going to use a phrase I don't know why I used to use it in high school, but now all of a sudden it's popped up. It's like God saying, "Don't freak out. I'm with you. Fear not. I am your God." And so he said, be quiet, stand still. And then he said, watch or see the salvation of your God. God will fight for you. And Trina, I want you to know God wants to restore that bravery and courage in your heart so that you can be out and about with the same dangers and difficulties, but you can be out and about serving, loving, and being the salt and light that God wants you to be. Yes, thank you. I, I do want to do that. You know, I would, if if God asked me to go out and, and like in the the um, movie Les Miserables and storm the streets for Christ, oh, I would yeah, do yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Well, and you know, even if yeah. it's just going to the market and being the salt and light, because um, you know as well as I do, especially from your from your past, you know, you know what it's like to be courageous. You know what it's like to be um, stronger. But now God's bringing you to a place, and even tonight I'm going to be sharing this with our church as we study First Peter, uh, and you guys out on the East Coast, you can watch us live if you want to stay up a little bit later. Um, we would, Our services would start 9 p.m. your time, 
And we would love to have you join us in our sanctuary. You can go to our website, calvaryco.church, and and go to the online campus. You could watch us online. But I'm going to be sharing tonight about humbling ourselves before God. And that humility in this situation would be you humbling yourself before God and just simply choosing to trust Him no matter how you feel. Yes, I, I, I you know, I agree with you on that. And and I, I'm always talking to God all day and I'm always praying. Oh, that's so and good. I just I just want to be a good servant for him. And sometimes I feel like um I know he's there, but sometimes I'm like, Okay, God, you know, where's where's the Red Sea parting right now? We need that. You know, and you're like, and, you know, you're stuck. That that's that that's a place of being stuck, and you know, the the you just don't see a way out. And and now even though we don't know the full, um, we don't know the full ending to our story. Like neither did they. They didn't know either. But they had. They God had given them Moses to give them instruction. And I just know as we as we pause. And we recollect, and just like you, when you're praying to God and enjoying His presence and worshiping Him, where the Holy Spirit just encourages you, that's where we need to be. We need to be in a place of encouragement. Uh, we need to be in a place of God just just really ministering to our hearts and remembering His con- the, you know, living with the consciousness of God with us always, because He loves you. He loves you when you're afraid. He loves you when you're courageous. It's just... When I'm when I'm more bold and courageous, I enjoy the Lord more. He doesn't love me less when I'm fearful, but I also don't get to enjoy the confidence that comes from faith in Jesus. And I want to enjoy that, and I know you do too. And I and I love our country so much, and I'm so sad for our country. And I just you know just I need prayers for my daughter too. She lives in another another country, and um, so she. pretty much uh, in her own state of the world, you know, she doesn't yeah. have time for anything outside. So I just pray for her. Mm. Well, Father, I pray for Trina and everything she's facing. She's not alone. Like uh, just so many, as we were even talking today, just so many tired, discouraged, heavy laden. And I'm reminded, Jesus, what you said. You said, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And God, we just acknowledge, we want to come to you today. We, we want to receive from you today. We want to rest in you today. We want you to re- reinvigorate us and our faith and trust in you. I'm reminded what Paul wrote to the Galatians when he said, Don't grow weary in well-doing, but in due season you shall reap if you don't lose heart. So I pray for Trina, Trina as she deals with fear and anxiety She's overwhelmed what's happening to our country, some of the decisions that are being made, and I pray you would be an encouragement to her, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. And Thanks for calling, God Trina. Bless. God bless okay, you. So okay, so can I give you, uh, can I, can before you hang up, can I give you some uh-huh. homework? Can I give you some homework? Homework, sure. <laughs> okay. Sure. So I want you to remember back to a time in your life when you were a little more bold or confident. Uh-huh. And and if you can think back to a time like that and remember some of the things that you did, choose something that you did on purpose when you were a little more bold and courageous, when you had those feelings, and just per- no matter how you feel, 
create a plan, maybe tomorrow, just to step out in boldness. If that means going to a farther uh, store, if it means calling up a friend, if it means sharing the gospel, like, like you know where you were in your actions. And sometimes, I'm telling you, sometimes we just need to do things even when we don't want to and even when we don't feel it. And the Lord will meet us there. And, and, and the one thing that I, that I can say that I, I can do is I can approach people that I don't know and, and start talking to them. I, I, like yes. to, I like to talk about Christ, and they can look at me like I'm weird, or they can accept what I'm saying or whatever, yes. but I'd like to do that. So. Fantastic. Anyway, yeah, thank, thank you. And, thank okay. you and, and also, just um, keep my daughter in your heart, too, and pray okay. for her. What's her, her name? name is Sarah. Her name is Sarah. Okay, Sarah, Lord, bless Sarah in that other country, and Lord, keep her safe and protect her in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, and God bless you, Pastor Ray. Bye-bye. All right, 303-690-3000, got open lines. Wheat Ridge, Colorado. Joseph, welcome to the program. Uh, hello, Pastor Ed. Hey, Joe. Joseph. So um, uh, my financial advisor, his name is Rick. Um, he, he is still a teacher, but uh, teaching in schools, he says, I have a huge request. A former student of mine is dealing with some massive fake testing. His young bride and mother of young twins has been diagnosed with, with very aggressive cancer that started in the breast and has moved to the liver. Chemo will start soon, but they need a miracle. Any and all prayers are a blessing to these kids. So could you please pray for them? Yes, yes. Father, we pray for these young people that have this scary diagnosis, uh, just overwhelming, fearful, concerned. I pray for healing in their bodies, God, and even wisdom for the doctors. I pray for that gal on America's Got Talent as well. I pray for little Madeline today. I pray for Chris. God, I pray for um, Jason. Man, Jason, I almost forgot his name, but I could see his face. Jason and so many more battling these new diagnoses of cancer. And at the same time, we rejoice for those that were diagnosed that either through surgery or miraculous healing or chemotherapy or radiation. I pray for the sister that came up after, yes, I rejoice for the sister that came up after service uh, and, and, and said, do you remember me? And all through COVID, she was battling cancer and said, yes, I remember you. And it's so good to see you. I pray for her, Lord, in her victory over cancer. And we pray that in Jesus' name for this couple. Amen. Amen. Man. Thank you, Pastor. Have a blessed week. Thank you, sir. See you, bro. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, we're coming up to the uh, already the second half of the program. So grateful. We're using new technology today. Uh, well, not new. We've used it before, but it's actually working pretty good. I'm very encouraged by it. Uh, thank you, Verizon, for having a strong signal. Uh, and we're using a little app on my phone and a, and a podcasting microphone. Um, isn't that, isn't that amazing? And, and Kevin says it's a little noisier than in the studio. And that's because my, there's a glass on my desk, a glass top on my desk. And, you know, we, we haven't soundproofed this room yet. Uh, but praise God, we are, um, oh, interesting. We're, we're just grateful to be used by the Lord and to be on the air with you. So thank you for your patience with us.
We're going to be right back. This is Calvary Live, originating from Grace FM in Colorado. My name is Ed Taylor. Uh, shout out to our friends on Hope FM. A shout out to our friends on Truth FM. A shout out to everyone on Grace FM. Thank you guys for joining us. We've got a real quick break, and then we're going to be back for the second half of the program. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. And would love to have you stick with us, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, welcome back everyone to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions uh, this afternoon. Uh, very uh, amazing how fast the show goes. I mean, the first half is already over want to invite everyone that's listening would you please give financially to your radio this radio station the one that you're listening to right now please would you give financially uh, as you are the support and strength of our radio station so here on grace fm we receive your offerings unto the lord at gracefm.com you can also download our free app and the giving there is all integrated and safe and uh, to be used for the glory of God. If you're listening to this program on Hope FM, then give to Hope FM. Uh, I want to say, I'm going to look real quick, I think at hopefm.net, hopefm.net. And then I'm not sure, Kevin, can you look up the Truth FM email? We probably should um, have that available too. I very rarely mention their websites because I don't remember them, but today I happen to be looking at Hope FM. Uh, gracefm.com guys thank you so much uh, we we've noticed there has been a, an increase in giving uh, under the Lord to the radio station so I just want to thank you I know it comes for many of you a great sacrifice I know that it comes uh, because you believe in the station just even as uh, while I was uh, while I, while I'm hosting the show it says our our receptionist said hey I received a call today says she was grateful for the radio ministry she says she doesn't have internet. So it's nice to hear Pastor Ed on the radio, and she wanted me to pass along her gratitude. So that's kind of cool here locally. You get to hear on radio. Don't have internet. I know that's that's not as common because everyone carrying a phone probably has internet in their pocket, but not everybody. And and radio is just a powerful medium. It goes everywhere. It goes to places that um, that we can't go physically. And we're grateful. So Grace FM locally. HopeFM.net, GraceFM.com, and Kevin's looking up the Truth the Truth FM website for you, so that you can uh, donate to Truth FM if you're listening. So please donate to the Christian radio that you're listening to because we are church run. We are not major corporations. We are church run. And any excess funds that we have over and above paying bills is still goes to ministry. 
it goes to missions, it goes to helping other churches, it goes to buying new equipment. It, 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 so besides our regular bills, it goes to all these other things, and we're grateful to partner with you. So thank you. And uh, again, gracefm.com is the red site for gracefm, hopefm.net. Uh, is for you, and then for the Truth Ministry, Truth FM, you can go to CalvaryGV.org, CalvaryGreenville.org, and information's available there on their radio. So thanks. All right, let's go to uh, Denver. Uh, we have a gentleman that wants to talk uh, anonymously, so welcome from Denver, brother. Thank you. You're on the air. Yes. Uh, Pastor Ed, I was just um, calling in for some prayer, uh, was looking for some guidance in this season in my life, and uh, with some, you know, just some major issues going on in my household and, and uh, in my marriage, and uh, just dealing with some, you know, some pretty significant things with uh, trust issues and infidelity and, you know, a blended family, and um, mm. just, you know, I picked up the new book on, on marriage and, uh, you know, just really getting started with that and, you know, definitely seeing some things that, um, you know, I definitely need to make some changes with. And, um, but really in, in all my prayer and um, everything, just hoping to hear more of God's word and, and some guidance. And I definitely just know that uh, any kind of prayer is a, a definite blessing as we try to reconcile and just, you know, move past some of these, uh, you know, big issues and, you know, continue with a, a blessed marriage and, and with the guidance of God, with um, His guidance for our lives and, and our kids. Well, I'm so glad you got that resource. For you guys listening in, we're doing a series here at Calvary called Family Matters, and we're in the midst of looking at marriage and the husband and wife relationship, and I recommended a book. I still highly, super highly recommend it. It's called Married and How to Stay That Way by Steve Carr, C-A-R-R. You can get that on our website, calvaryco.store. If you don't come to church here, you, know, you can you can get it wherever you get books, but we've got it here, and uh, we can make it available to you for purchase. But you know, I, I think if you've started that book, then you know uh, Pastor Steve makes a real important point in the beginning of it when he says that if there's one willing person, the Holy Spirit can work in your life. And it sounds like right now you're very willing. And you know, this weekend, even though it's Father's Day, we're going to be looking at the topic of husbands. And you know, the 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 thing is, is we have we have one responsibility with our wives, and that's to love them as Christ loved the church. And we would do really well to learn how Christ loved the church. I mean, when you think about the love of Jesus for you and me, and and what an amazing. Uh, overwhelming thought it is that Jesus would love us, that's the type of thought our love should be giving to our spouses and loving them the way that they receive it, loving them the way that they want it, loving them unconditionally. Uh, And there's practical, you know, that's where Marion How to Stay That Way gets into some real practical examples of building oneness and companionship with your spouse. So I'm really glad you got it. And it's never too late for God to do a work in your marriage. Never too late. So I pray God for my brother. I know that it is heavy on his heart and challenging, uh, but he's taking those steps, God. So I pray you'd bless him in the steps that he's taking. 
I pray, God, that you would honor the steps that he's taking. I pray for his wife, that her heart would be softened. I pray for my brother, that his heart would be softened, that as they continue to soften before you and humble themselves before you, you would show up, God, in a mighty, miraculous way as they apply principles and actions and obedience in response to your presence in their life, as they admit their wrongs and repent of their sin before you and each other, that you would meet them in the midst of their pain and begin the healing process right now. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Let me know. Keep, stay in touch. I definitely will. Thank you, Pastor Ray. All right. Bye-bye. Yeah, you know, that was something we also talked about. Give me a call or text me, 720-336-0897. You can call me, 303-690-3000. But we were talking as well about uh, this today uh, in our staff meeting where uh, as the Word of God is being taught, what is being taught is surfacing and bringing to light and bringing things to the top and to the surface that have been hidden and pressed down Uh, and ignored for so long. And uh, it's just hard to have to deal with things that have been neglected. Uh, But the Lord is going to give you the strength to do what's hard. The Lord is going to give you the strength to do what's hard. Here's a text that came in, and here's the text line. You should put it in your phone, 720-336-0897. Someone texted in, When I feel tired... I go to the scriptures, 1 Corinthians 10.31. So we're going to go to 1 Corinthians 10.31. Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. And Colossians 3.23. And so let's go to Colossians 3.23. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not from men. And it gives... Gives me strength. Any classmen, that's what I do is for the glory of God. Uh, it's probably, uh, classmen's probably not the right word there, but that's how it got translated. So when he, when this friend of the ministry here is tired, they go and remember that whatever they're doing and whatever they're to do is to be done to the glory in the name of the Lord. So thank you for that encouragement. Give me a call, 303-690-3000. Give me a text. Uh, text lines are always wide open. You can also use it as a prayer line. Uh, you can send us prayers, and we pray for them as a staff uh, regularly. Uh, they get copied and then sent out uh, together, uh, you know, so that we all are praying for you. When you ask for prayer, we honor that request by praying for you. Isn't that awesome that you just know uh, someone at Calvary Church or many people at Calvary Church are praying for you? I think, what an honor. And it truly is an honor to pray for you, uh, to uh, that to be entrusted with, hey, this is going on in my life, and I'm asking you to take it before the throne room of God. Yes, we will, and we do. 303-690-3000. Every single line is open, and all the text lines are open, uh, and we would love to hear from you. 303-690-3000. You know, we've been we've been going through this series here at Calvary Church. Typically, we're teaching through the Bible verse by verse, uh, beginning to end, Genesis to Revelation. I love teaching the Bible that way. 
Uh, I teach in an expository way is what, what you would call that, where we teach through verse by verse. We give the meaning and the application of what's being said in the context of which it was written. And as we do that, uh, we are just blessed by whatever topic is there for the day becomes the topic uh, that we're going to be covering. And as we're covering that topic, uh, the Holy Spirit has given us wisdom and insight uh, in helping us to understand the heart of God on the matter. Uh, and, and so uh, we are done, uh, though, with... Uh, we are done with the book of Hebrews, and because we're done with the book of Hebrews, uh, we, um, we decided, I decided, I believe the Lord wanted me to uh, pause and talk about the family, especially coming out of COVID, coming out of one of the hardest seasons of life and ministry. So we've been looking at, we first started with fear, then we started with influencing your world, then we are in our fourth study this weekend of matters. We're going to be looking at the husband this weekend, even though it is Father's Day, we're going to honor some dads in the house for sure, uh, and with Father's Day, it's it's just a privilege and an honor uh, to be a dad and to serve our kids, and uh, if you have the privilege of being a part of your grandkids' life, that is a privilege and an honor. Enjoy it, absolutely 100% enjoy it. Um, for those of you that are uh, unable or not allowed, uh, then you'll need to take those things to the Lord and abide in Him, that He might comfort you and encourage you uh, in a very difficult situation. It's not God's will for you to be separated from your kids or your grandkids. It's not God's perfect will at all. And so for the pain and the hurt that you're going through, uh, I just pray that the Holy Spirit would uh, encourage you uh, and strengthen you and help you so that through the difficulty, He would get the glory for all the great things He has done. You know, great things, just straight up, great things He has done. Isn't that amazing? It's like so good. And... Uh, you know, sometimes life isn't what you would want it to be. And we need to learn how to trust God in the good times. And we need to learn how to trust God in the challenging times. And just knowing that no matter what happens our way, it's been Father fil- comes our way. It's been Father filtered. Um, all right, let's go to Vinny. Vinny is in Severance, Colorado. Vinny, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, so I, I just want to ask you a biblical question. I've been reading uh, through Joshua, and, uh, you know, after Moses' failure to circumcise his own son, God almost destroyed him, and his his wife had to circumcise his son. So I was left wondering, after after Joshua had to circumcise the Israelites that were born in the wilderness before they get into the Promised Land, why did he fail to circumcise them even during the time that they were in the wilderness? I just, I'm just puzzled. Well, you know, there's a there's there's a couple of answers. The Bible doesn't say directly why Joshua failed to follow through, or why the fathers or the elders failed to follow through with this important part of the covenant. Um, you know, the good news is is that God covers it; uh, it gets done. Uh, God's will will be accomplished even through our own weaknesses. 
uh, and failures, uh, but that we can we we can make some kind of um, you know we can make some kind of uh, inference of what happened. Uh, one is is that the <clears throat> the reality of the um, weakness of man, uh, the reality that man disobeys and picks up uh, the leadership of maybe his mentor. You know, mentors aren't perfect, uh, and and so the reality of of following in your leader's footsteps could have been passed down. Um, but the reality is, it says right here in Joshua 5, we know why they needed to be circumcised. It says he raised up sons in their place, and these were the ones Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. And, you know, who knows what happened in the wilderness wandering? Who knows what kind of attitudes they were dealing with? Uh, we know what kind of attitude they started with, remember, when they were stuck at the Red Sea. Uh, we know what kind of attitude because they got mad at Moses. They were frustrated with him. Uh, they weren't the most spiritual, worshipful people. God was going to fashion and mold them into a worshipful people. Um, you know, the slavery had um, really taken out of them their heart and desire and ability in many ways to participate in the elements of the Old Covenant re uh, religious system. And here they are. They're in the wilderness, and according to Joshua 5, um, they were still uncircumcised uh, in their place. And, and here we are, God righting our wrongs. And that's one of the things I'm very grateful for, you know, even in my weaknesses, on purpose or not. You know, whether uh, if I do something on purpose, God's going to overrule me and take care of his people. If I do it by accident, um, God is going to uh, show mercy on me uh, so that um, he will correct even my wrongs. But the Bible doesn't really give the exact reason why. Bad leadership uh, could be lazy leaders, lazy parents, uh, unwilling. Uh, they Maybe they were saying, we'll wait for worship. Well, you know, there's a lot of maybes because the Bible doesn't say specifically. Well, thank you, Pastor Ed. You're welcome. You know, another thing about that text, you remember it says that they came... Uh, to the area of Gilgal, right? And Gilgal literally means the place of rolling away. Uh, and this was the place that God chose at Gilgal for the reproach uh, of Egypt to be rolled away, or in this case, literally cut away as it became a place of, we are no longer in slavery, we are no longer uh, in Egypt, we, you, you, we, may have, we may have abandoned the practice of circumcision in the wilderness, um, but we are stepping in now, uh, coming, having crossed through the Jordan, and now we're going to step into the rolling away of the reproach of our past. And that's how God's grace works. You know, so this is a good picture with Joshua of God's grace, because now we're not, I'm not going to hold the past against you for failing to circumcise your children. Do it now. And Joshua was able to do that. Yeah, and he gave them an opportunity to circumcise their hearts, so that they could walk in obedience after that. Yes. Yep. It's really good. I had one, I had one more point if you had a, another minute. Um, you kind of reminded me, uh, you know, when, when when the Lord was testing his people Israel at the waters of Meribah, you know, the first time he told Moses to strike the rock, uh, it really struck me when I was reading, you know, the second time when he commanded Moses to speak to the rock, and he, and he struck the rock twice because he was angry. But 
I, the word we really struck out to me, you know, when Moses and Aaron told the people of Israel, must we uh, bring water forth from this rock? Uh, you know, not only did he disobey God, but he was not uh, glorifying God. He was actually, I get the sense that there might have been a little pride, a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, self-importance in that, in that act. As well, as anger. well, at the very least, I think from their response, you know, you see anger with the people, you see frustration expressed, uh, and the greatest sin there, uh, and all of these sins would include pride, it would include arrogance, uh, is, as you alluded to, they're misrepresenting the character of God. Uh, we know that because God, even through the failure of Moses, uh, still gives the people water. He wants to quench their thirst. That, that's what he is most interested in. But then in wanting to quench his thirst, he also has a picture that he wants Moses to participate in. He wants to show the children of Israel, he wants to give, show them that, that really where living water comes from is the rock. And the rock is going to, you know, is a, is a tremendous uh, representation of, of Jesus Christ. And God wanted to help me, and, and we know because the Bible says um, to Moses and Aaron, and Aaron, because you did not believe me, so that's they're there in unbelief, or to hallow me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore you're not going to bring the people into um, the, you're not going to bring the assembly, it says, into the land which I have given them. And so we know exactly what they were going through, uh, and you know, as they're gathering the assembly, it says right here, must we bring water to you out of this rock? And then Moses is the one that lifted his hand and struck it, even though he was told to speak to it. He was told to speak to it, and he strikes it twice. And even so, Jesus would only be struck once, once for all. Jesus died once for all. And it's, it's appointed once for a man to die, and then the judgment, it was once. So yeah, great insights. Well, thank you. Thank, thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate talking to you. Thank you for calling. Bye-bye. Yeah, the waters of Meribah, that is in Numbers chapter 20, fascinating section of Scripture. Here at Calvary, we've gone through uh, Numbers verse by verse. I taught through the book of Numbers. Uh, and the neat thing, among the, among the many benefits of teaching through the Bible verse by verse, is that if you have a question tied to a verse— you can go to our website or to our app and listen to the study that I taught on that verse. And there is a good chance, it's not always, but there is a good chance that I answered your question when I taught it to our congregation. Uh, and, you know, I, I, was, I was up uh, on, I believe it was my second trip to Israel. Uh, we took an excursion to Petra in Jordan. And it was from the Jordanian side that we went up to Mount Nebo, where Moses was taken to survey the promised land, where he would learn that he wasn't going in. And he could see it all, but he wasn't going to experience it. And we were standing up there on Mount Nebo with our own feet, my wife and I and, and the team and the group that we took. It was super hazy, so you couldn't really get a, a strong view, but you got a good enough view from up there. And to think that 
Moses and Aaron weren't going to enter in because of their misrepresentation of God. They couldn't go in. And it was it was a bittersweet visit to Mount Nebo. And the thing that I shared, because we did a Devo up there, I did a Devo, the thing that I shared was that Moses had an anger problem. And because of his anger problem, he didn't go in. I'm going to just, I just believe um, our brother that just called, uh, his name was... Vinny uh, from Severance, you know, Vinny called because God is speaking to someone right now that has a serious anger problem, a serious anger problem, and the Lord is calling you right now to repent. You, you no longer making excuses for your anger. It is time to repent. It's time to ask God for forgiveness, to recognize the damage that your anger is doing to the people that you love and the people that love you and the consequences that will come to your life, the pain that you will experience, the things you will make worse. God is still going to do what he wants to do, but it will make things worse if you don't repent and stop right now and ask the Lord to help you and to be encouraged and be strengthened. And God is faithful. Jesus, or excuse me, the Bible says, be angry and do not sin, Ephesians 4.26. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. and Let the word of God speak to you. Dustin, Colorado Springs. Dustin, welcome to the program. Dustin, are you on with us? You're gone. Dustin says, there's a church putting something on its church sign. Racism, America's greatest sin. It also flies a pride flag. What does the Bible have to say to a church like this? I believe God would be very firm and yet very loving with the leadership of this church and those that would choose to follow that leadership. And let me say at the outset, I do believe racism is a horrific sin in our country and any country. Racism is a human condition. It's not America. It's not United States of America problem. It is a human condition. But I disagree with both of the messages this church is uh, communicating to its community. Uh, there is no pride in living a lifestyle that is sinful. Uh, there's just no pride, even though my heart is, my light, my desire is to dialogue with those that are identifying in different ways and looking at their lives. I'm reading all kinds of stuff now because, you know, it's an acceptable thing to come out. It's an acceptable thing to take on these new pronouns. And, and I'm just so grateful and proud to serve alongside the team that I am here. Our pastor, our high school pastor, Byron, just recently taught a Bible study on the LGBTQ plus question biblically part one of it. If you want it, email me. Uh, we're going to be posting it on our website, uh, but you can email me. I'll send you the link. He just sent me the link. I haven't watched it yet, but I did see his notes, and they were very good, and, and he's a very loving, gentle man, so I know it's delivered in love. And then as it goes to racism, I do believe racism is a sin, but it's not America's greatest sin. Uh, homosexuality is not America's greatest sin. Uh, you know, the, the stealing is not America's greatest sin. Capitalism or all of the things that you think uh, America's greatest sin are, they're not. 
America's greatest sin is is one by one individuals refusing to bow the knee to Jesus Christ. That's America's greatest sin. You could say collectively, one by one, America, United States of America has turned their back on God. So is a Saudi Saudi Arabia, so has Iran and Iraq, so has Canada, so has every nation. Every nation. And and the thing about the United States is is that we were given so many freedoms. Uh, and still they do exist within the Constitution. Things are being eroded now, but we've been given so many freedoms, and those freedoms were used to abort millions of babies. Those freedoms were used to to perpetuate more sin. And uh, we elect leaders that do that. And like, so our hands are all dirty. They need to be cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. My greatest sin as as an American before I was saved was my wholesale rejection of God. And I'm grateful that he brought me to a place of repentance. So if God, if we were to dialogue with the leaders of this church, it would be a wonderful dialogue. It would be a beautiful conversation because I know if I had the opportunity to talk with them, I would love them. I would share with them. I would I would give them a strong word of exhortation, a rebuke if necessary, and beg them to uphold the cross of Jesus Christ and the shed blood, his life, death, and resurrection. We love you. We'll see you tonight at 7 p.m. You guys, call back tomorrow, would you? And uh, thanks for joining us today. Calvaryco.church. Come on out. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.